Hi, everybody. Welcome to another podcast episode by Savari. Um, today, I got another interesting topic to talk about. I'm really excited about this one. Now that I have gotten back into the rhythm of doing a podcast, you can expect one every Sunday, I think, is what I'm going to do. Well, it's what I'm going to do. So just about every Sunday, you can expect a podcast from me, whether it be with a guest or solo. If it's with a guest, I'll advertise it a little bit more um, on Instagram. That's usually where I blast, where I post everything, and on Snapchat. So those are my two main sources of uh, foreshadowing and advertising and putting content out there and stuff like that. So yeah, um, if you haven't heard my most recent podcast, episode 15, I'd encourage you to listen to that one before you listen to this one, just because they tie into each other a lot. And my most recent one, episode 15, it was uh, an episode after I took quite a long break. And I explained why I took quite a long break in that episode. Um, And so I basically just talked about how, you know, everything with my dad had happened. And so if you don't know anything about that, it would clear up a lot with these future podcast episodes. So if you haven't listened to episode 15, I encourage you to do that. Um, This next topic that I'm going to talk about, though, is huge. Um, It's something that has resonated in my life tremendously. And it's something that I think can help a lot of people in a lot of ways. And because it did for me. And it's just something that I see a lot of right now going on. And as I was mulling over what to do for an episode this week, this one really hit home and I asked my sister about it and stuff like that. And she was really on board about the topic. So I think it's something that a lot of people know. A lot of people kind of have a sense of, but don't really know how to sort through it. And so this episode is basically just how to help you sort through this topic and this um, situation that occurs in a lot of people's lives. So um, yeah, it is kind of funny. Um, you'll probably, if you're watching this, you'll see me look down a lot because my sister, the advice of my sister, um, I got an agenda, so I don't talk in circles too much. So we'll see how that goes. I'm not much of a box checker. Um, she is, but I think it'll help. I think it'll keep me more on track, more of the solution than all these other tangents that I can go off of because I like to go off on tangents. So we'll see if this is a little more direct, more on topic. Um, hopefully that works. Um, anytime I think of a list, though, I think of the Grinch when he says dinner with myself. I can't cancel that again. So excuse me if I laughed at myself a little bit when I looked down. Um, but yeah, so this topic, um, basically what I call it, I call it um, head to heart confidence. So there's the difference between knowing something in your head and knowing something in your heart. And so some of you might have got a little abuse bumps when I said that. Some of you be like, oh, well, what's the difference? Or some of you may not have felt anything. Um, either one's fine. But for those of you that did feel a little something, you probably know um, what I'm talking about a little bit, right? You've probably been in a situation where you thought something in your head was, was right. You went out and did it and it didn't really happen. And so you started questioning yourself, start second guessing yourself. Second guessing yourself is totally normal. Um, the thing that's fun about heart confidence is you don't second guess yourself. Heart confidence is 1000% on track, know what you're doing, but in a way that's kind, in a way that's loving, right? We all know people that have tunnel vision and they're willing to burn everything else around them in order to get what it is that they want. This isn't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about true confidence in who you are, 
what you're doing and where you're going. And that's tough in today's society. It's really hard because we're pulled in so many different directions with so much knowledge, so much right Instagram, Facebook posts, TikTok, distractions, TV, radio, whatever you want to call them. Right. It's hard for us to have true hard confidence in what it is that we're doing because there's a lot of factors there. Um, I'm not going to get into all the factors because I could go all day, but basically what it comes down to, if you're having a problem with hard confidence, with true confidence, you are one, either immobile, right? You're paralyzed. You don't really want to do anything because it's not worth it because you're just going to fail. What's the point? I'm just not going to do it. It's like cleaning the kitchen. I'm not going to clean the kitchen because it's just going to get dirty again. Okay. That's uh, a very simplistic example. Okay. But that stuff carries further. Um, And then the other way to um, handle insecurities, the other way to handle not having true hard confidence is overcorrection. This is kind of the tunnel vision people. Uh, Overcorrection, having to be in charge, not letting other people have space in your life to help or to, you know, apply their gifts in your journey. Okay. And that's a little bit of what I talked about last week was that vulnerability okay people that like to be in charge people that overcorrect this is kind of me <clears throat> I have a tough time being vulnerable so I'm gonna get into how do we go from head confidence to heart confidence and I think this is gonna be really helpful for a lot of people including myself um, I still everything for me is a process like I didn't cross this final finish line uh, and now I have heart confidence this is an ongoing thing for me so I'm in the same boat with you um, and I think that's kind of fun. That's why I do this stuff. So yeah, uh, let me know what you guys think of this podcast and, and if this helps and how it helps if it does, or if it didn't. So <laughs> without further ado, let's talk about some ways we can go from head confidence to heart confidence. So I'm going to check my little list here. Okay. And, uh, the thing, the number one thing, well, no, I know the number one thing to go from head confidence to heart confidence. And this happened early in my life, well, in my 20s, um, was finding my identity. Okay, we all have an identity crisis, and these identity crises happen multiple times over our span of life. Um, for me, I put my identity in as a football player, I put my identity in as um being a quote unquote good person, uh, good Christian, you know, and I, and I was those things to some extent, but the thing that's hard about putting your identity in something like that is it's so temporal and it's so easily broken down. Okay. So if you put your identity in stuff that can be taken from you, it will eventually be taken from you. So I don't care if you're <clears throat> Tom Brady, you have seven Super Bowl wins, eventually he's have to retire and he's gonna have to find his identity outside of football this happens to a lot of guys that retire and it's very difficult this happens to everybody okay this is why people are so afraid to leave their careers because their identity is so tied up in their careers so what i'm saying is find your identity in something that can't be taken from you and so that is going to make your brain think a lot okay um and i'm not gonna just you know i'm not gonna play dumb here I'm just going to tell you what your identity should be in and because it's the most helpful because it's best and it really is the only thing that can't be taken from you. And that's God's unconditional love for you. Once you cement your identity and God's unconditional love for you, that's where this head confidence starts to seep into your heart. 
and I know I'm going, I'm saying head to heart, but the true transformation process is actually what's in your heart going into your head. So everything in our heart is really pure. It's really good. It's um, for yourself and everyone else together. And our head usually miscombobulates all that stuff. It gets it all junked up. And so our head is usually stops what our heart really, really, really wants. And so with this, what I call the cornerstone of confidence, this is really like the first step with getting where your heart and your head want to be together, where they're in line, where they're synergy, where they're on the same page. And so you get this centric movement of oneness where you're just absolutely in the zone as athletes would call it or on fire. Like if you watch Steph Curry in the All-Star game, he couldn't miss because his head and his heart knew he was gonna hit every three. It wasn't just his head, it was his head and his heart. And I bet if you asked him that, he'd say that because every great athlete has experienced that where they're just ice in their veins, they call it. So um, the cornerstone of confidence is really having this identity in Christ that can be taken from you. It doesn't matter if somebody and this is what, you know, the Bible would say, it doesn't matter if someone mutilates your body, they can't take God's unconditional love from you. That's pretty impressive, right? Because if you have a career where you need to be, you know, physically active, they mutilate your body, then they can steal your identity. Uh, and those examples can go on for days. Okay, so apply that to your situation, right? How, what does that mean to you? What is your identity? Who are you? And a lot of what I'm saying right now, it would be really great for you to just write it down. Ask yourself a question. Who am I? What do I see in the mirror? What do I think every, every day, every morning I wake up? Um, what is my purpose? Um, and that's the second one. Because identity and purpose kind of go together, like I said. But what is our purpose? Um, again, once you take that first step in knowing your identity, your purpose shortly comes after. And... Again, I don't want to make these podcasts too churchy or anything, but I do want to tell the truth and how the truth has helped me. So I don't want to sugarcoat anything either. But I would say your purpose, very sim simply put, is helping other people. First yourself, okay, knowing your identity is helping yourself. Write it down, okay? And your identity changes over time. Not that your identity in Christ is forever cemented, but the way that appears can change. It can go from being a doctor to, uh, I don't know, a civil servant. It could go from an engineer to a podcaster. It could go from an athlete to a pastor. Okay. So over time, I promise you when your identity is in Christ, your career will change. Um, cause that's a good thing. I know it sounds strange, but we're really not created to be in one career for the rest of our lives. We just simply aren't. Whereas it's not in our, it's not in our heart. It's not in our true nature to be in one career all the time. Um, which I know goes against this world's process, but a lot of the times you're going to see yourself standing out from what the world is telling you to do once you start finding your identity in Christ. Okay. So your purpose, this is something between you and God. A lot of this is between you and God. Um, knowing your purpose is just asking for me. I, I can't remember when I did this is probably like four years ago. Now I just asked God some, one of the pastors I trust, I can't remember his name, but he, he said, Matt, Tommy. So Matt, Tommy is the guy that I really like. He said, just ask God what your talents are, which is so easy. and so simple, right? I don't know why I've never done that before, but I do. So I asked God, Hey, what are my talents? I go to bed the next morning 
I find a guitar book on my bed um, that my mom had given to me. Uh, she just felt like she should do it. And then from there, a couple of days later, I got a guitar that you can see in the background. And so for me, I know that there's something there. I don't know exactly what, but I'm more than willing to pursue it. And so that's, for me, whatever I do now, that has to be involved somehow. Okay, I have odd jobs right now going on back and forth, this and that. I'm willing to go wherever I have to go in order to, uh, I feel, um, to fulfill God's will. But at the same time, like a tar always goes with me. And so I have another example for, of that, but I'll get into that in a second. So basically, just ask. Okay, God isn't here to hide stuff from you. He's actually here to tell you stuff. So, and then the next one I would say that's really helped me go from, you know, having this heart-fulfilled confidence is putting it back on God. Um, the way I grew up in a Christian household and like a legalistic environment or religious environment, um, I grew up that you had to prove yourself to God. And there's a lot of pressure with that. Um, because if you read the Bible, the first half of the Bible, the old, not the first half, but the old, the old Testament is basically telling you how you can't prove yourself to God. And the new covenant, the new Testament is telling us how God proved himself to us through Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is really our crutch. That's why we have to put our confidence in Jesus. That's why the first one is the cornerstone of confidence is having your identity in Jesus Christ. Cause you're going to fail. You're going to mess up. You're going to have stuff in your head that makes you think one thing, but it's really not. Okay. And once you follow that path and it's not the right path, you're going to want to quit. But if you have your confidence and your identity in Christ, you'll have the strength to come back and do it again and do it better and, and succeed. So when I say put it back on God, you're going to have thoughts in your head. Like, um, I should, oh, so this is my next example. <clears throat> I had a thought in my head, I should learn the drums. And for me, I was like, at that time, I didn't have any money. Just like, I just barely started to learn the guitar. And I'm thinking, well, if it's really God, then do it. That was, that was my exact thought. So if I was supposed to learn the drums, then God's going to do it. He's going to make a way. And like a week later, I was talking to a lady in my church and I was just saying, yeah, I was thinking about learning the drums. <clears throat> and she's like, oh, really? Because I have a free drum set that I can give you. <clears throat> so within two weeks, I had a drum set, the whole kit and caboodle. And I'm playing drums. I'm learning. I'm still doing that. So when you have these thoughts in your head, and again, that's, so for me, obviously, it's something to do with music. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, when we get something put on us, okay, put it on God. And sometimes the world's going to put stuff on us like, oh, you got this spreadsheet that you got to do by this time, blah, blah, blah. And you're thinking, oh, how am I going to do that? Well, put it on God. Be like, God, how am I going to do this? God, give me the time. Give me whatever it is. Um, you know, again, these examples, I can only say my examples, but this podcast is really about you and God, you know, connecting. And then through that connection, you'll be able to help other people connect to God. And so just to reiterate, one, cornerstone of confidence is your identity in Christ. Two, know your purpose. Three, put it back on God, right? If this is really my purpose, if this is really your will for me, make a way, make it happen, okay? Because I can't, but you can, and you will through me. So that is true confidence, okay? There is this 
irony and this reverse psychology <laughs> in a way between God and you, where it's like, naturally, we think we have to do everything. And naturally, we think it's bad if we say you do it, right? Because if I were to do that to another human being, it seemed pretty crappy. Okay, well, then think about that from God's perspective. If God was like, hey, Josh, you have to do all this in order to make me happy. Doesn't that sound pretty crappy? Doesn't that sound like a bad father? Well, he's a good father. Okay, so what he's going to do when I say, hey, you got to help me. He's like, duh, you know, I'm here to help you. Listen to me, relax, have some peace, you know, enjoy this day, enjoy these moments. I will make a way. In fact, I make my ways best when you're relaxed, when you have that heart confidence, when you know that I'm going to provide. So that is, like I said, really getting that connection between head and heart. So you, you just have this feeling in your heart where like, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. I know that God's going to come through. Okay. And this gives you what I call single-mindedness. Okay. So when I started this podcast, I said, you know, head to heart confidence. Um, and so what I really mean by that is this single-mindedness, right? This linear line between the center of your heart to the center of your head, where you and God are connected and you know that you know that God is going to provide, that God is going to do this for you, that God is going to fulfill his will through you, whatever it is. Okay. For me right now, and I don't know what it is. Like I said, I'm going through the process, but to me, it has something to do with podcasting and music and writing and where that is. I don't know. I have some other things going on in my life where it could be in certain areas that I have you know, probably no business being in, but I feel a calling there. And like I said, if it's on God, I'm not going to stress out about it. I'm not going to figure out how to do it. I'm going to put it back on him to do it. Okay. So that gives you single-mindedness. And so when you're putting stuff back on God, it allows you to enjoy the moments of the day. Like example for today, there's nothing that I can do today that's going to solve the future. Okay. So if I don't have the means, if I don't have the resources that it takes to solve future problems, then I'm not going to do them today. I'm not going to worry about them. I'm not going to stress about them because it doesn't do anything. And what it actually ends up doing is it delays process in a sense, because I'm trying to do all this stuff. I'm trying to figure out, you know, either yesterday's problems or tomorrow's problems today, when I can only figure out today's problems today with what I have. If I don't have something that I think I'm supposed to have, then it's simply not meant for me right now or ever at all. Okay, so if I don't have a certain dollar amount to do something, it ain't in the cards right now. And if it is in the cards, God's going to make it happen. Okay, that's happened to me a lot in my life. So once you have that confidence where you feel like you're supposed to do something, but you don't have the resources and the means in the end to do it, and you say, God, this is really you to do it, and it doesn't happen, then you should know for a fact that something better is coming, that something else is there for you that's better. Okay. So there's a lot of the times, and this happens with people that I was explaining in the beginning that like to overcorrect, that like to kind of force their way through life. A lot of the times we force our way into something, we think it's what we want, it's not, and then we miss something else that was better or blah, 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 right? Um, again, I'm not going to go too much on, you know, how we try to solve these problems without God because there's an array of examples that I could use. But what I'm saying is this, single-mindedness for the day allows you to enjoy the day. Okay, so if there's something there that's nagging you and you can't solve it today, let it go. Let it go for tomorrow. Okay, and maybe tomorrow's the day you'll solve it. Okay, and that again is a 
relationship between you and God, because I can't give you the exact details of what that looks like or what it really is, other than the fact that God will tell you that. Okay. And so this last one that I think is extremely important to know when it comes to having that heart and head confidence is your greatest weaknesses will become your greatest strengths. Okay. That's a big one. Um, if you can remember anything out of this podcast, it's that in second Corinthians 12 verses seven through 10, God's perfectness is made great in your weakness. Okay. And so this ties into what I was saying last week about being vulnerable, um, you know, giving people space in your life to operate makes them feel valuable. So it's the same for God. If you have a weakness, you should actually boast in it. You should be proud of it because God is going to do something great in that area. And so these weaknesses can look like whatever it is to you, whatever it is. You know, just some examples could be a lisp. It could be a fear of opinion, a fear of rejection. It could be trauma. It could be abuse, physical, verbal. It could be an addiction, um, smoking or pornography or whatever. Whatever that weakness is to you, again, ask, write it down. Know that God's going to make it your greatest strength. And so how much confidence does that give you, right? How much confidence does that give you knowing that your biggest weakness, your biggest fear in life is going to become your greatest strength? And so that ties in again I keep bringing it up but last week I was saying get outside your comfort zone that is true hard confidence and how to get out of your comfort zone if I know for a fact that when I get out there and I face my biggest fear my biggest weakness God is going to make it my greatest strength how crazy is that because like I said this world operates differently this world and I was a football coach and a football player in the sports world if someone has a weakness you bench them you keep you, you hide them as best as you can you cover them up you certainly don't make them do what it is that they're weak at. Okay. But God's the opposite. God's like, thank you. Thank you. Okay. One admitting that you have a weakness. A lot of us, right. Me, especially back when I was and still today, I have a hard time admitting that I'm, I have a weakness because I don't want to, nobody wants to admit that because we're afraid that people are going to take advantage of it. Well, God's not going to take advantage of it. He's going to amplify it and make it into a strength. He's going to make it a great thing. So if I could use a personal example, I have a huge fear of doing something I'm not good at in public. So for example, singing, playing guitar, playing the drums, I'm not very good at those things right now as like, whatever. I mean, I think I'm, I've changed my mindset on that, but from like, if someone was to listen to me, they'd be like, that's not the greatest, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm facing those fears and that's facing those fears and getting out of my comfort zone just gives me such a surge of life. It gives me such reinvigoration. It gives me such confidence. Okay. And the biggest thing with this one, this is my favorite one, the greatest weaknesses would be greatest strength is the baby steps. Okay. You're not going to go from singing in your room to singing at the opera tomorrow. Okay. It's baby steps. Um, if that's within God's will, that'll happen. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it because there's, again, reading the Bible is important. There's a certain verse, Isaiah 22, 22, where God says, um, I will open doors that no man can shut and I will shut doors that no man can open. So the point of that verse is God's will for you will be done. Okay. But it will be done in baby steps. Okay. And these steps, sometimes you can't see, you can't see the next step. Okay. That's kind of that leap of faith, um, uh, leap of faith, we call it cliche that we use. 
Okay. And there is going to be that. There's going to be that leap of faith. The best time to do something is now. Okay. The best time to do whatever it is that's on your heart is now. The best way to learn something is by doing it. Okay. The coaches will come along in the process. So people will help you along in the process, but there will never, ever be. And I can say this from experience as a football coach, I would never take somebody and make them a football player. I coach football players first. So if you want to be a football player, you have to be a football player first, and then I'll coach you. Okay. If you want to be a musician, you have to be a musician first, and then you'll get coached. If you want to be a public speaker, you have to public speak first, and then you'll get coached. Okay. That stuff will come after you've made the commitment, after you've decided to take that little leap of faith that this is what you want to do. Okay. So there's a saying, and it, that it's a pretty good one. Um, it's easier to direct a plane that's flying than a plane that's on the ground. Okay, so just put yourself out there. Be a plane that's flying. Okay, it's easier to correct that than a plane on the ground. So, but again, baby steps, <laughs> and you're gonna fail. Okay, that's what I, I don't know. I was pretty naive in my thinking at first. Um, is for whatever reason I thought I'd just do this and I'd just be successful, because I thought the journey with God meant no failing. But actually, it's kind of the opposite. It means a lot of failing. You're going to fail. You're going to get rejected. People aren't going to look at you the same. People are going to treat you a little bit differently. Um, but it's worth it. Okay. Again, for those people that um, are immobilized, that don't have that hard confidence and they don't like to put themselves out there or they're afraid of failing, it's because they don't think it's worth it because there's something in their life that, and I can attest to this, um, that they believe in something that they sold out to and it didn't work out. And so they're like, what's the point of trying again? Okay. We all are tempted to do that. So <clears throat> this is just a really, a refocus, a refocus to, as the kids say, get your swag back. Right. I mean, you really got to write stuff down. I mean, write stuff down, go back to it, rewrite it. Um, say it out loud, look in the mirror, say stuff to you in the mirror, say positive things. Again, I'm telling you, the Bible is the biggest thing that can help you because it's not you saying something to you. It's God saying something to you. Okay. That's a big deal. The creator of the heavens and the earth is saying to you, I can make your greatest weaknesses, your greatest strengths. That's a big deal. And so put it to the test. Like I said earlier, okay, put it back on God. Okay. What's my biggest weakness? All right, God, make it my greatest strength. Okay, well, then what's the next thing? If God's asking to go talk to somebody, like the other day, I mean, this sounds small and stupid, but I saw a guy wearing a Marine shirt at the gym and he was wearing headphones, but I just, you know, kind of motioned him and pulled his headphones off. And I was like, hey, did you serve? And he's like, yeah, for sure. And I shook his hand. And I said, thank you. I really appreciate it. And, you know, we smiled, had a little conversation, went back on our date. But it's like stuff like that sounds weird but it gives gives me confidence to you know talk more to people i don't know or whatever and he's a big strong guy blah blah blah. but it's like that type of stuff and it's very little right that was a baby step for me but at the end of the day i've always felt like it's important to do that stuff for those types of people because just a couple of days out of the year isn't enough and i think it being random and i think it being just like you know i think that um you know brings a lot of life to both of us and that's what you'll see in the Bible, there's some innuendos, right? God says, life is more than just bread. He goes, I bring life and, what he, and water. And what he means by that is like, when you do kind of those random acts of kindness for people, you you'll realize you feel more alive. Um, hopefully that person does as well. I mean, there's a 
there's a synergy there. There's a both, we both gain from it, but I'm telling you, it's better to give than to receive. Okay. That's extremely biblical all over the place. Okay. It's better to give to, it's better to give than to receive. Now listen to this though. Okay. That's from a human perspective. It's better as it's better for Josh to give to someone than for Josh to receive. Um, most of the time. Okay. Sometimes we got to humble ourselves and receive. Okay. There's a time and place for everything. But from God's perspective, from God's perspective to Josh, from God's perspective to you, it is always better, always, 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 1,000% of the time better for God to give to you than to receive, okay? As a parent, you know this. It's much better for a parent to give to their children than to receive, okay? It brings them a lot of value. It brings them a lot of space, okay? So don't be afraid to receive from God. And that comes in many forms. It can be money. It could be God's will. It could be talents. It could be gifts it could be a relationship a friendship it could be a coffee that morning okay um it could be a, hey thanks for your service okay so it's just little things like that you know i try to sprinkle some examples in there to give you a better idea of what it is that i'm saying i'm not saying you have to do those things i'm just saying when there's something on your heart just do it you don't know okay and it doesn't happen all the time i have a lot of things on my heart that i don't do but that's why it's so important to know that my cornerstone of confidence is christ He's forgiven all my sin, past, future, and present. So when I mess up, he already knew I was going to mess up, and it wasn't a big deal. And so we can come back from it. And my mess ups are a weakness. But knowing that God is great and that he's going to make my greatest weaknesses my greatest strengths, it just gives me confidence when I fail to get back out there and do whatever it is that I think is on my heart. And so that's huge confidence. It stops you from being, like I said, the person that has to be in charge or being the overcorrector, and it also at the same time surges you it it gets you that gusto to get off the couch and do something okay it's it's amazing how you know the bible calls it the double-edged sword but the double-edged sword will take the two opposite ends of the spectrum and make them you know perfect in what it is that god wants them to do so just to recap um just some tidbits guys i think it's i used to hate reading the bible and i grew up in a christian household i thought it was boring I would just encourage you to read one verse, one verse. If you want to make it one verse a day, one verse a week, that's fine. But just start. It's baby steps. Um, start in the New Testament. And then I would say write stuff down. Whatever is on your head, write it down because then you'll really know what's in your heart. Whatever is in your head, write it down. I don't care if it's swear words or bad things or whatever. Write it down because then what's on your heart will really come out. And then, like I said, all that crap in your head will get out. And it'll just be what's truly on your heart that's in your head, okay? Knowing your purpose, right? That'll change. Your identity as it's seen in this world will change, but it'll never change when it comes to you and God. Um, and then again, put it back on God. All that, that, is, that is so important to put it back on God because like for those overcorrectors and all that stuff, we feel like we have to do everything. So for me, putting it back on God, putting it on God to prove himself to me is a big deal. Okay, so I think it would be a big deal for you as well. And then again, I know I sound like a broken record, but your greatest weaknesses will become your greatest strengths. I mean, that is huge, huge confidence. Write that down, put it somewhere on your mirror, get it tattooed if you want, I don't care. But that is something that allows people that have a fear of failure like me to fail, okay? And so that that is going to be a huge success story for you. So if you have a list, get out there and start talking. If you have, again, read the Bible, write stuff down. You're going to get rejected. People are going to laugh at you, but you're going to overcome it. 
okay, pray about these things. Prayer is huge. There's, there's, I know we like to do the cliche prayer stuff, like thoughts and prayers on Twitter or whatever. Prayer is real. Prayer works. Reading the Bible and praying at the same time, all that good stuff. Pray and don't stop, okay? Um, yeah, <clears throat> basically at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have a lot of thoughts in your head and you're going to make mistakes, but your heart never relies. Okay. So get to a place where, you know, there's this synergy between your head and your heart and, and keep going. Don't let it stop. Keep going to God. God is a big, big, if you want to be like an engineer or technical about it, God is a big, big machine of supply of love and kindness and joy. Okay. In fact, it's already within you as a believer. It's just a matter of letting it out. Okay, so everything that you need to do in your life, it's already within you. You just got to let it out. All right. So thank you guys for listening again. Um, let me know what you think. Comment, talk to me, call me, whatever. It doesn't matter. Email me. I really enjoy doing this podcast. Again, one every Sunday. Now that there's no football, what else are you going to do? Um, and if you want to do an episode, if you feel like there's something you got, you want to share, I, I love, I don't like talking to myself okay um well that's not true but I, I would like to have some guests on the episode okay i think it'd be great um next week I, oh if you have ideas about what i should talk about let me know okay i always enjoy what people have to say or ideas um let me know if there's anything that you feel like i should cover i hope this stuff made sense i hope that this stuff hit home for you um confidence is huge man in a, in a world where we have so much knowledge where we can get pulled a million different directions, where we think everyone is more successful than us. Um, staying home, staying, staying in your, in your heart is really going to make you excel exponentially. Okay. God, God is, God is good. And he loves to exalt the humble. Okay. So I love you guys. Have a great day. Be bold, be blessed.